Roberta. This is Sound News, broadcasting from the Old Man's Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for the week ending Saturday the 25th of June. On behalf of everyone here on the Craig Avon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are Portadown Times, Bandsman Attackers Shouted Pro-New IRA Slogans, and from the Lurgan Mail, Workers Set for Weekend Walkout. Now over to John, who brings you our first story. A bandsman in his 20s suffers a head injury in what's been branded a brutal and sectarian attack in Portertown Town Centre during the early hours of Sunday morning. Police appealed for information following the assault at Woodhouse Street, while the DUP's councillor, uh, Doran Cosby, said he would be seeking a meeting with police to discuss the incident, during which, he said, the attackers shouted pro-new IRA bar in la slogans. The PSNI's inspector, Adam Rouston, said, We received a report on Monday the 20th of June that a man in his 20s was verbally abused and assaulted by a number of males sometime between 1.30am and 2am in the early hours of Sunday. The man was taken to hospital for injuries to his head. Inquiries are continuing, and at this stage, the incident is being treated as a sectarian motivated hate crime. We would appeal to anyone with any information to contact police on 101, quoting reference number 772-200-0622. Uh, you can also submit a report online using our non-emergency reporting form via www.psni.police.uk forward uh, make a report. Alternatively, information can also be provided anonymously to the independent charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 one Condemning the assault, Councillor Cosby said the victim was treated at Craig Avon Hospital for a head injury requiring three staples. This young man was assaulted, he said, by a number of individuals at the top of Woodhouse Street who, prior to and during the attack, shouted pro-new IRA in the slogans and made clear that their motive was purely sectarian. I condemn this attack in the strongest possible terms and offer my full support to the young man who is recovering from his injuries. I understand that the police are now investigating this matter and I appeal to anyone who may have witnessed this attack to please come forward and provide a statement to the police to ensure those responsible are caught. Some have asked about why we haven't issued a statement sooner. To that, my response is very simple. My concern has been the welfare of a young man brutally assaulted for wearing a band uniform in our town centre. So I have taken time to speak with the victim and his family 
and have only issued this statement after speaking with him first. My colleagues and I will be requesting a meeting with the police on this matter and other issues to do with concerns regarding town centre safety and the policing of parades. More than 100 workers at Interface in Lurgan's Silverwood Industrial Estate are due to take part in industrial action after pay talks broke down. Unite members at the carpet tile manufacturer are planning continuous all-out strike action starting on Sunday evening, June the 26th at 10.30pm. It is understood the firm was informed of the proposed strike action last Friday, while Unite says it offered on Monday to reopen engagement with the company via the Labour Relations Agency. Balloted for the industrial action, an 87% majority on a 95% turnout of Unite's 100-plus members on site reportedly voted in favour. A spokesman for the union said, Unite, members, uh, re Unite membership represents almost all full-time contracted production workers on site. The, psych the strike is therefore likely to have a substantial impact on the company's operations. The industrial dispute arises after management rejected the workers' pay claim for 11%, the current rate of retail price inflation, and instead offered a pay increase of 5.25%, with an additional 2% to shift premiums for hourly employees' working shifts. This offer was overwhelmingly rejected by workers as a substantial real terms pay cut. Neil Moore, regional officer for Unite, added, management's offer at Interface amounts to a real terms pay cut for those already low paid workers of between 4 to 6%. That is simply unacceptable. What is worse is that management have imposed this disgraceful pay offer on agency workers at the site, demonstrating their total lack of respect for the collective bargaining processes. The Interface Europe workforce can count on the continuing support of Unite in their dispute. Standing together and standing strong, they will defend themselves and their families during this cost of living crisis. This is a company which can well afford to pay these workers what they are seeking, an inflation-proof pay increase. This dispute is not just about a pay increase, it's about being treated with respect. These workers are determined to win both through this all-out strike action. Aileen Udenbrook, Vice President Supply Chain Interface EMEA, said... We have worked tirelessly over the past few months in partnership with Unite Union representatives to understand the specific needs and concerns of our Craig Avon team members. We believe the package offered as part of our annual salary negotiations remains highly competitive considering the current challenging and ever-changing business conditions. We review and adjust our employment benefits and practices each year to ensure we remain a responsible, supportive and attractive employer. Interface has proudly manufactured commercial carpet tile in Craigavon for 40 years. The team is a valued part of our global manufacturing operation. 
We are committed to continuing our conversations with UNITE and our colleagues to find a satisfactory resolution for us all. Rota Chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 26th of June, the chemist is Cherrymount of 7 Church Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 27th of June, the chemist is Boots of West Street, open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 26th of June from the chemist Boots of High Street, open from 7 to 8pm. Next week, from Monday the 27th of June, the chemist is McKegney's of Edward Street, open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Now we're into crime. Two car fires in North Lurgan on Monday are being treated as arson attacks. In the first incident, a petrol bomb was thrown at a parked car in the Belgeau Court area of the town shortly before 2.40 a.m. A second car was set on fire in Deeney Drive in the Kilwilkie Estate with Northern Ireland Fire and Rescue Service called to the area at 10.49 a.m. Sinn Féin's councillor Keith Hawkeyan condemned the attacks. In both cases, he said, they could have caused injury to residents or children living nearby. It is reprehensible that anyone would have such disregard for our community to endanger them in this way, he added. I would ask anyone with information on who is responsible to come forward to the police. Two appliances from Lurgan Fire Station attended the first incident at Bell's Row Court. Firefighters were called to rubbish on fire that had spread to the door and porch of a house, said the NIFRS spokesperson. Firefighters used one hose reel to extinguish the fire. The incident was dealt with by 2.57am two, by and the cause of the fire is believed to be deliberate ignition. Police, police appealed for information. Shortly before 2.40am, a PSNI spokesman said it was reported that a petrol bomb had been thrown at a car which was parked in the area. Damage was caused to the vehicle and smoke damage was also reported at the front of a property nearby following the incident. There were no reports of any injuries and the item was taken away from the scene for further examination. Inquiries are ongoing and police are appealing to anyone who may have seen any suspicious activity in the area at the time, or have any information which could assist, to contact, contact them on 101 and quote reference number 173-20-0622. Information can also be provided to Crime Stoppers anonymously 
on 0800 555 or online at uk.org. One Lurgan appliance was dispatched to the second incident at Deany Drive after the Northern Ireland Fire Service was alerted at 10.49 a.m. Firefighters were called to a vehicle on fire, a spokesperson said. Firefighters wore breathing apparatus and used two hose reels to extinguish the fire. The incident was dealt with by 11.09 a.m. and the cause of the fire is believed to be deliberate ignition. Again, police appeal for information. The fire is being treated as arson at this stage and inquiries into the circumstances surrounding this incident are ongoing, a spokesperson said. A woman who received a menacing letter from her father's killer is to be the lead case in challenges to a decision not to revoke his early release licence, a High Court judge ruled on Tuesday. Mr Justice Colton held that Denise Mullen is more closely linked to the circumstances which led to calls for Porterdown man Garfield Beatty to be put back behind bars. But he stressed that the son of another man murdered by Beatty will remain closely involved in the proceedings. Miss Mullen and John McNeese are both seeking to judicially review the Department of Justice for failing to refer the 65-year-old loyalist to the parole commissioners. Beatty of Moss Road served 16 years behind bars on a life sentence for his part in three killings carried out by the so-called Glenann Gang, a notorious loyalist unit which operated at the height of the Troubles. His victims included Dennis Mullen, gunned down at his home near Moy, County Tyrone, in 1975, and Patrick McNeese, who was shot dead outside his county Armagh home a year later. In December last year, he was handed a further 17-month term after being found guilty of attempting to intimidate Mr Mullen's daughter Denise. He had sent her a letter signed by the East Tyrone Ulster Volunteer Force. Following that development, Miss Mullen and Patrick Manisa's son, John, both pressed for Beatty's life sentence licence to be revoked. But earlier this year, the Multi-Agency Risk Assessment Panel, MARAP, decided against ordering his recall. The threshold for initiating his revocation was deemed not to have been met. Lawyers for the two bereaved relatives claim that the department acted unlawfully and unreasonably by failing to refer Beatty's case to the parole commissioners for an assessment of the risk he possessed to the public. They are each seeking in uh, an order quashing the determination reached by the MARAP. Last month, Mr Justice uh, Cole Colton granted permission for both to seek a judicial review, but indicated only one would be chosen to advance further arguments. In a further ruling on Tuesday, he made clear, the court is reluctant to suggest that there is any hierarchy of victims in respect of Garfield Beatty's actions. The judge decided, however, that Miss Mullen was more directly associated with the situation relating to the challenges. 
The whole issue of Garfield Beatty's licence arose because of a specific threat made to her which resulted in his prosecution, conviction and sentencing, he pointed out. In this conduct which has given rise to the issue of the potential revocation of his licence. The court therefore rules that the case of Denise Mullen shall proceed as the lead case in the substantive judicial review. It was also emphasised that Mr McNeese is to be made a notice party in the ongoing challenge. Mr Justice Colton added, It is clear that he has a direct interest in the outcome of these proceedings. Welcoming the decision, Ms Mullen's solicitor Gavin Booth said, We both we believe that this case is important for all the Glenan victims. Police have appealed for information after a car crashed into a garden in the vicinity of Gannon Lodge, Donaclone, last Thursday, June 16th, with the occupants fleeing across fields. Reported shortly before 11.55am, the incident involved a silver BMW. Extensive damage was caused to metal railings in the area, said PSNI Sergeant Innes. It was reported that the occupants of the vehicle, understood to be one female and two or possibly three males, made off from the scene in the direction of Donaclone village. The female was described as having ginger hair and dressed in a striped top and a hoodie. One of the males was described as being possibly in his 20s, approximately 5 foot 5 to 5 foot 6 in height, of slim build with short fair hair. He was said to be wearing a grey t-shirt and jeans. A second male was described as being of stocky build with ginger hair and was dressed in dark coloured clothing. Our inquiries into the incident are continuing and we are appealing to anyone who was in the area at the time and witnessed it to contact us and quote reference number 741 of 16 forward 06 forward 22. Police are hunting a gang of three after a man suffered serious injuries in an assault in Lurgan. The attack happened on the old Portadown Road in the early hours of Sunday morning, June the 19th. A PSNI spokesperson said, Police are currently investigating an assault that occurred in the uh, old Portadown Road, Lurgan, on Sunday the 19th in the early hours of the morning. A, main, a male sustained uh, substa serious injuries after being assaulted by what is believed to be three persons. And now we come to local government. A Cusher alderman has labelled Rich Hill and its multi-use games area the third cousin of the borough and called on Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council to refurbish the facilities on offer as soon as possible. At a meeting of the Council's Leisure and Community Services Committee on Monday, June the 13th, Alderman Jim Spears claimed the surface at Rich Hill Recreation Area came from Keady after it was decided it was unsuitable for the village and queried how safe such a decision, how such a decision was taken. In Rich Hill, there is an MUGA, which is a multi-use games area of sorts, in the Rich Hill Recreation Area, he said. The surface on it came from Keady, where it was deemed unsuitable, and it came to Rich Hill and is now in the park there, and it does beg for some questions to be asked. 
I know Rich Hill is in consideration of things for renewal, but I think there is a great sense of urgency when one looks at the NUGAs that other areas have the opportunity to avail of. But unfortunately, we are the third cousin in Rich Hill. The UUP group leader also asked about the summer scheme the council plans to run this summer for young people across the borough and sought clarity on events being run in Market Hill and Clady. I note in the report in relation to the MUGA programmes, it lists Market Hill PS Claddy MUGA on the one line. Can I just get it confirmed that it's two separate schemes running at two separate locations? I know there is a MUGA at the school and there is another at Claddy, and I just want clarity on that issue. Addressing Alderman Spears' comments on Rich Hill's MUGA, the Council's Sports Development Manager, Gillian Dirt, said she would be happy to speak directly with the elected representative outside of the public meeting. She did, however, provide uh, clarity around Alderman Spears' Market Hills uh, PS and Claddy question. I can clear up that question, confirmed Ms Stewart. Market Hill and Claddy will be two separate venues. It is just the formatting of the programme that has them on the one line, but yes, they will be separate venues. Payments to claimants confirmed. Payments of up to £650 to help with soaring costs will be made to people on universal credit, state pension credit and other forms of benefit in Northern Ireland. Stormont Minister Durdry Harji has confirmed. The community's minister confirmed the payments would go ahead in a statement issued last week. I can confirm direct payments to thousands of families, individuals, low-income workers and pensioners, she said. While these payments are a step in the right direction, they do, they do not go far enough to protect all those impacted. Many people are struggling, including workers and families who are not eligible for benefits. The absence of a functioning executive and no budget in place makes the challenge of dealing with these issues all the greater. First payments will be made next month. ABC Council has defended its provision at Craig Alvin's £35 million South Lakes Leisure Centre after one member claimed the pool didn't have enough room for older and less able swimmers. The woman, who preferred not to be named, said she felt overwhelmed in the main 50 metre long swimming pool, which she claims is regularly sectioned off for clubs and schools. There are not enough lanes open to the public, with an average of five of the eight lanes taken up by clubs or schools seven days a week, she said. The regular swimmer claimed the three remaining lanes were usually full of boisterous young people diving in and splashing, leaving older, less confident swimmers very uncomfortable. The woman, who sometimes attends with her elderly mother, further claimed the 50-metre pool is usually kept at two metres and rarely is split into short depths. She said she, her mother and other less able swimmers find it difficult in the three lanes provided, particularly at two metres depth, as they were nervous of being unable to touch the bottom of the pool. She also said her mother was unable to access online and had asked for a printout of the weekly swimming schedule 
but this was not provided. The swimmer said the website was confusing and difficult for people to access. There has been an ongoing debate since the closure of Waves Leisure Centre in Lurgan, Cascades in Portadown and Brownlow in Craigavon and the opening of the new leisure centre that there would be issues over lack of space in the swimming area. With a large number of clubs and schools seeking to use the pool, the debate continues on whether the new leisure centre is catering for the area adequately. A spokesperson for Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council said, South Lakes Leisure Centre provides a daily extensive swimming programme for a range of customers, including the public, schools, clubs and swimming lessons. The facility provides daily swimming at a one metre depth for customers in the main pool. Shallow swimming is also available in the learner pool, which is 0.9 to 1.2 metre in depth. This shallower depth in the main pool is provided at different times, including mornings, afternoons and evenings, to ensure availability for older, younger and our less able swimmers. This service is provided seven days a week. All swimming provision is under supervision by the SLLC professional team of lifeguards and attendants to ensure the safety and enjoyment of all users. A new timetable of swimming provisions, including lower depth accessibility, will shortly be made available to the public for the commencement of the summer programme from the start of July. Full details of the centre's programme and facilities can be found on our health and recreational website, getactiveabc.com. However, the SLLC team are also available on site to help with any inquiries or concerns regarding any aspect of the centre's service provision and can be contacted by telephone on 0330-0564-411. Filling vacant posts within Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's building control team is proving to be extremely difficult, according to the head of the department. Speaking at a meeting of the local authorities' planning committee, the council's head of building control, Tom Lavery, said a vacant post in his team has been advertised several times since Christmas and claimed there is a shortage of skilled people out there. His comments were made in relation to a question from Councillor Darren Cosby, who had noted a number of amber and red performance indicators within the Building Controls 2021-22 business plan and asked if the situation would be different if more staff were in place. Confirming that two long-term absences within the department were in the process of returning to work. Mr. Lavery told the committee the recruitment uh, process has been ongoing since Christmas in an effort to fill three vacant posts. We have gone through the process for a technical officer on three occasions and we are yet to get somebody. It is back out again, he says. I am happy to report I was interviewing this morning for a building control officer and we are hoping to appoint somebody who is extremely difficult to get trained, people. 
to get trained people. At this point in time, it takes about three years to train a building control officer. That would put more pressure on the department. So I am hoping to fill the other posts in the coming, uh, in the coming weeks and months. But I am content, contented that the candidate that we are proposing to offer this post will be an asset to us. The process has taken a lot longer than expected, but there is a shortage of skilled people out there. Councillor Cosby then asked if the jobs on offer were permanent or fixed-term posts and was told that due to, due to an ongoing structural reorganisation, it is a mixture of both at present. It is actually a mixture of contracts at this point in time, said Mr Lavery. We have a permanent post about to go out again. The other post cannot be made permanent just yet, as the structure still has to be ruled out, and there's a complication with that, unfortunately. When that is ruled out, it will hopefully be transferred into a permanent post, but I can't issue it at present on a permanent basis. Airline chaos needs to be resolved before the summer peak, MP. And the DUP's Carla Lockhart has called on the government to support airlines and airports in sorting out the ongoing chaos with cancelled flights. The upper ban MP spoke with Transport Secretary Grant Shapps and also urged him to ensure airlines speedily reimburse and compensate affect travel travellers. Deaths in the community. Weatherall, June the 17th, 2022. George, precious memories of a dear brother and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Jim and Nan Hendren and family. Richardson, Grace Elizabeth, Nee McGee, 16th of June, 2022, peacefully at home, surrounded by her family. Cherished wife of Freddie, devoted mother of Simon and Alexandra, mother-in-law of Linda and Morris, loving grandmother to Jamie and Rebecca, great-grandmother of Priya. We have one advert for you this week from Gordon's Chemist, who are having a summer sale. Ambry Solaire, Factor 30, for half price at 6 99 a moisturising lotion and foaming oils and different things have a three for two offer. And uh, we have a muscle soak for those of us who still have uh, baths in our houses. That's 89 pence. Soft and gentle extra dried uh, spray on deodorant for £1.19. A seven C's range of vitamins for men or women is six ninety nine, and uh, an Oral B electric toothbrush is better than half price according to this at thirty nine ninety nine. Thanks to a simple phone call, thousands of people across Northern Ireland are now accessing money and other help that they previously weren't receiving. With the current cost of living increases. Make sure you are receiving all the benefits, supports and services to which you are entitled through the Make the Call service from the Department of Communities. Here to help everyone, a 73-year-old gentleman with care needs living in Armagh made the call after seeing our TV ad. 
he was awarded attendance allowance and also qualified for severe disability premium. He is now better off by £121.60 per week. To make the call, step one, pick a time to phone us. Lines are open between 9am and 5pm Monday to Friday. Step two, speak to an experienced, friendly advisor who is here to help you. Step three, we'll take care of the rest. The number to phone is 08 Zero zero two three two one two seven one, or text advice to six seven three zero zero, or Northern Ireland Direct dot gov dot uk forward slash make the call. Sport. Portadown's 22-23 Danska Bank Premiership season faces the toughest of starts with a trip to Linfield on Saturday, August the 13th. The new campaign kicks off with a 3pm encounter against last season's championship winners at Windsor Park. Closer to home, Shamrock Park will host its first Premiership game of the 2022-23 season campaign when Coleraine visit on Saturday, August the 20th. Meanwhile, Portadown manager Paul Doolan has announced the team's pre-season friendly schedule ahead of the 22-23 Premiership campaign, which kicks off on Saturday the 13th of August. The Ports will kick off their preparations with a game against Championship side Knock Breda at Breda Park on Friday, July the 22nd in the annual Derek McKinley Memorial Cup followed by a trip the next day, Saturday, July 23rd, to Northern Amateur Football League Rathbryland Rangers, kick-off 3pm. There's a double-header on Tuesday, July the 26th, with separate Portadown 11s taking on Hanover at Brownstown Park, kick-off 7.30pm, and Dundella at Wilger Park, kick-off 7.30pm. Paul Doolan's men will make further trips to Maiden City, July 29th, Balna Manor United, Saturday, July 30th, Loch Gall, Tuesday, August the 2nd, Dollingstown, Friday, August the 5th, Harland and Wolf Welders, Saturday, August the 6th, before rounding the schedule off with a game at Shamrock Park against Seagull on Monday, August the 8th. All games are subject to change, so fans should keep an eye on the club's social medias as well, pages as well as the club website. Ireland's Daniel Whiffen will be back in the pool on Friday after finishing in 8th place in the final of the men's 800 metre freestyle at the World Swimming Championships in Budapest, Hungary. The Macrolin man had progressed in 5th place from Monday's heats in the new Irish record time of 7.4632, smashing his previous best of 7.5074. Whiffen got his world championships underway by breaking the 800 meter freestyle record and was the fifth fastest qualifier into the finals of the FINA World Championships. Swimming in heat three of four, Whiffen clocked 7.46.32 knocking over four seconds off the previous record of 7.50.74 that he had set in April. 
The 20-year-old finished in fourth place in the heat, behind Tokyo 2020 bronze medalist Mikhailo Romanchuk, Ukraine, 7.44.75. Tokyo 2020 10 uh, um, open water champion and uh, 1500 meter bronze medalist Florin Welbrock of Germany, 7.44.80, and was just 0.24 of a second behind third placed Olympic, world, and European medalist Gabriel Detti of Italy in 7.46.08. Whiffen who swims at Lockborough University, had a nervous 10-minute wait to see if he had made the final. But only one swimmer, Tokyo 2020 800-metre freestyle silver medalist Gregorio Paltrinio was faster in 7.46.24, qualifying him in fifth place overall. On Tuesday evening, Tokyo Olympian Wiffen swam his second best time ever of 7.50.63 in a stacked final that included multiple Olympic world and European medalists. The race was won by Olympic champion Bobby Fink of the USA in an American record of 7.39.36 while Germany's Florian Welbrock took silver in 7.39.63 and Ukraine's Mikhailo Romanchuk bronze in 7.40.05. Wiffen returns to the pool on Friday for the heats of the 1500-metre freestyle. Lurgan B., Last season's runner, runners-up in the NIBA Junior Challenge Cup travelled to Hollywood midweek to try and emulate last year's performance, but it was not to be. While the Lurgan side tried their best to compete, it was obvious that they were up against a much stronger team who were previously in the old third division. Eventually, they lost heavily by 104 to 48. On Saturday, they were away from home again to meet banger side Picky B in the third round of the Irish Junior Cup. Leaving Lurgan, the team was hopeful that they would reverse their midweek misfortune, but with three usual players missing, they didn't fare any better. Up on two rinks after the 14th end, the scores were virtually level, with Billy Strain's rink leading 21-6 and Charlie Maguire's 16-10 up, but it was downhill from that stage. Picky played short jack lengths from then on and clearly the visitors were not used to the length, resulting in the home team coasting home to victory and going through to the quarter-final stage. Panthers bring curtain down on their season. On Saturday, June 11th, quarter down, Panthers welcomed Don... Donadi, Sharkies and Ballyclare Hares for some matches. Lots of tags were taken and scores made with everyone enjoying getting together again for the first time in three years. On Saturday, June 18th, the Panthers held their last training session of the season. Parents joined in the fun and games and learned new skills from the players. Great fun 
was had by all on the pitch. After the training session, there was a picnic lunch for everyone, and the PS and I arrived in a Land Rover with body armor, shields, and batons for everyone to try on. They invited the players and their families into their Land Rover so they could see what it is like to travel up front or in the back. The players really enjoyed this experience, as did their coaches, coaches and parents. Many thanks to the PS and I team for joining us, said a club spokesperson. The young people also enjoyed lots of fun on a bouncy castle, kindly supplied by Portadine Cares, and Mr. Whippy Kevin brought along his ice cream van to ensure everyone received a treat to finish the day. The Panthers will now break for the summer and resume training again in September. A huge thanks to everyone who coaches, volunteers, and helps out in many other ways, but the Panthers, the club, couldn't do it without all these people. In an impressive week, Lurgan played Market Hill last Tuesday evening in the league. Despite the absence of a few players on holiday, the home side produced a very good performance to win 113.50 and collected 6.5 points to keep them in the hunt for league honours. Then, on Wednesday evening, Lurgan A entertained Curran A in the NIBA Intermediate Cup quarter final, where it was Lurgan 65, Curran 63. The home side were confident of a victory given their handsome win against the same opposition in the league the previous week. However, the game turned out to be a nail-biter. At the halfway stage, Lurgan had a comfortable 13-shot lead, but with five ends to go, the margin had narrowed to 11 shots. Curran then rallied to level the scores. With only one rink left on the green, the current skip went to the mat with the game against him. He took the lying Lurgan bowl out with a drive to put Curran in a winning position. The Lurgan skip, Ronan Cregan, was fortunate enough to promote a Lurgan bowl to again to lie game, but he but the current skip tried to drive again and missed to give Lurgan the victory by two shots to earn them a semi-final tie at home against North Down on Wednesday week. On Saturday, Lurgan A travelled to Dublin to play Crumlin B in the Irish Intermediate Cup. Buoyant after their two victories during the week, the Lurgan side settled into the game very well on a very fast green. At the halfway mark, the home side had a narrow lead, 39-36. to 36. Over the next five ends, with the sun now on their backs, three of the Lurgan rinks managed to score heavily to give them a 16-hot lead by 48-64. to 64. For the remaining ends, all four rinks put in a strong performance to see out the win, 71-87. to 87. This was a superb win for the Lurgan team, who now face private Green's side falls at home in the quarterfinals on the 23rd of July. Next week sees the return fixtures begin as the league reaches the halfway stage. Lurgan are presently top of the league too, 1.5 points ahead of Whitehead B. Lurgan A are away to Bambridge B next Saturday. World champion Nick Roots from Surrey tops the entry list at Tully Roan Oval this Saturday night, June the 25th, as the Superstocks Formula Contest, the coveted Neil Davison Memorial Cup. 
The Memorial Cup was first competed for last season in memory of former driver Neil, who was well respected around the local raceways. It was fitting that his brother, Lee Davison, himself a former world champion, was the inaugural winner of the beautiful trophy in 2021. The Birches driver would be keen to pull off a successful defence, but English star Roots is sure to be a big threat on the night. Making the journey alongside Nick from their Surrey base will be his father Chris and brother Dan, and all are sure to perform well on the Tullyrone circuit that they have visited regularly over the years. Lockall's Jimmy McCann, Portadown's Irish champion Jordan Robinson, Ochnacloy's Kyle Beatty, and Bangor's Craig McConnell will be other surefire contenders from a grid that should be in excess of 25 cars. Also in action at Tullyrone will be the micro-bangers as the small under 1300cc machines compete in micro-madness where crashes, bashes and mayhem are guaranteed. The all-action 1300 stock cars with their big iron bumpers will contest the Tully Rowan Challenge Cup with Antrim's Stephen McCready set to start as favourite. He has been close to unbeatable around Tully Rowan this season, although National and Irish Open champion Ivan Elliott will be doing his utmost to grab the silverware. Irish champion Chris Hamill is another dri a star driver who will be amongst the major places. World champion Nigel Jackson will make his final home appearance, appearance in the lightning rods before he puts his crown up for defence in early July in England, whilst the young teenagers in the junior production complete the line-up. The first race leaves the Tully Rowan Oval Grid at 6.30pm. All ages are welcome to come along and join in to learn about the great sport of bowls. Seeing fresh interest in the game, Lurgan Bowling Club is promoting its benefits in the hope of attracting even more newcomers. Newcomers are regular in their attendance at the Thursday night coaching sessions, a club spokesperson said. They are already showing signs of improvement and will soon be able to participate in the evening rink practices to try out their acquired skills and eventually be chosen for the teams, but that will take time. All ages are welcome to come along to the sessions and join in to learn about the great sport of bowls. People quite often ask what benefits would there be for them personally, and we say that the sport will improve fitness, coordination and skill development. It will increase confidence and self-esteem, enhance mental well-being, community con connectivity and mutual support. If you are interested in trying, please call 078 5470 Veterans teams Lurgan 1 and Lurgan 2 played each other in a local derby. 
for the sec second time this season and the friendly rivalry was no different this time, with the match being played in a good sporting spirit for a tight finish in favour of Lurgan 1 by a meagre four shots. Alan Briggs' rink on number one were six shots down after eight ends, but an excellent six-shot win on the 11th end put them ahead of Peter McGrail's rink by four shots. This was the turning point for Briggs's rink, who finished well with a three-shot lead and to run winners by 21 to 18. On rink two, Harry Cosgrove's rink was in a leading position by nine shots, facing Sam McCombs' rink, but were shocked by a thrilling comeback when McCombs and his men took two shots on the 17th end and an outstanding six shots on the last to finish just one shot short of a tie. Cosgrove's rink scraped home by 19 to 18, but his win ensured the full points for Lurgan 1. Next Monday afternoon, Lurgan 2 meets Bambridge at home, while Lurgan 1 has a bye. And now we are at News Roundup. A reported 10,000 people from across the ABC borough and beyond flocked to Bambridge on Saturday for the Council's Armed Forces Day event in support of service personnel, their families, cadets and veterans. Joint Military Commander Northern Ireland, Brigadier James Senior, CBE, said afterwards, on behalf of all armed forces personnel who are fortunate to serve in Northern Ireland, I would like to thank the councillors, the officers and staff of Amma City, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council and also the community for coming out today and showing their support for our armed forces. It was a great honour for us to show you a little of what we do and to meet so many of the people we are so, so proud to serve. <coughs> Lord Mayor, Councillor Paul Greenfield said, it was a great day with a great atmosphere. As a town and borough with strong military connections, I'm delighted that we were able to honor our armed forces and veterans for their service and sacrifice during this special platinum jubilee year. We admire all they do to defend our nation and are full of admiration for the discipline and bravery they demonstrate while serving their country with great distinction at home and overseas. It's been a pleasure to work with the Navy, Army, Royal Air Force and the Reserve Forces and Cadet Association for Northern Ireland in bringing this flagship event to Bambridge. The event began with a drumhead surface at Bambridge War Memorial, followed by a parade of 500 service members, veterans, cadets and military bands. Two Irish wolfhounds and a regimental mascots for the Royal Irish Regiment and the Irish Guards led the parade to Bambridge Rugby Club. The world-famous Red Arrows got the celebrations off to a start with a fly past. It was a day packed with highlights, as a council spokesperson said, including two rousing sets by the hugely popular Red Hot Chili Pipers, 
thrilling early election by the RLC Silver Stars Parachute Display Team. Music by Jack Devlin Band and the Soda Pops 50s and 60s Band supported by Ballroom Blitz Northern Ireland. The event ended on a high with a fantastic beating retreat finale by the band of the Royal Irish Regiment, accompanied by the bugles, drums and pipes of the 2nd Battalion, Battalion Royal Irish. St John the Baptist College, Portadine and Brownlow Integrated College were among schools to attend a recent careers inspiration event for Year 9 pupils at Craigavon's South Lake Leisure Centre. Borough schools taking part also included Lurgan's St Ronan's College, Banbridge Academy and Banbridge High School. Organiser for See Your Future is an industry-led social enterprise that aims to empower young people to make better informed decisions about their education pathway and future careers. Founded by engineer and business leader Rosemary Stoker, it works with more than 80 local employers to deliver an exciting action-packed day that enables students to identify their own strengths and interests relative to those that are in demand by different sectors. <clears throat> We're encouraging young people, before they make their GCSE choices, to look at the vast range of companies working in Northern Ireland today. Look at the wide range of sectors and by playing games, explore their own strengths and attributes. The events favour an interactive, hands-on approach, whereby pupils have the opportunity to participate in a range of skills, games and work-based activities, each co-designed with and facilitated by local employers. It is important that they try out the games and as a result will have a better understanding of their own aptitudes and capabilities and how that relates to what they might like to do in the future. As we see new sectors emerging in our economy, it's really important that kids are given information to help them make informed choices as they head forward in their future careers. A number of Lorgan groups are among 10 across ABC Borough whose projects are receiving grant aid from the National Lottery Community Fund. The Lorgan-based Migrant Centre NI is using its £46,139 grant to engage with ethnic minority communities across Northern Ireland to promote services, develop capacity and improve community relations. Also in Lorgan, Princeton's Drives Cares Community Group is using its £9,900 grant to fund outdoor plants and equipment to create a welcoming space for the community. The project aims to bring the local community together, reducing social isolation and improving mental health. Meanwhile, Akagallan Community Centre is using a £6,555 grant to deliver a programme of workshops to bring the rural communities safely together to enjoy a range of social activities to reduce loneliness and isolation resulting from the pandemic. This latest round of funding comes as the National Lottery Community Fund reviews how it awards grants in Northern Ireland. Paul Sweeney, the National Lottery Community Fund's NIJR, said, We are currently thinking about what our grant making will look like between now and 2030, and we want to ensure communities across Northern Ireland help shape the future of how we invest money. 
We intend to do this by listening, learning and responding to ideas and suggestions. To give your views on what is important in your community to help shape the future of National Lottery funding, email viewsni at tnlcommunityfund.org.uk or telephone them 028-9055-1455. The children of two police officers murdered in Lurgan County Armagh in 1997 have spoken of their heartbreak and need for justice. Constable John Graham and Reserve Constable David Johnson were shot dead at Church Walk in Lurgan on the 16th of June 1997. Two family men on duty, they were walking on a beat patrol in Church Walk when two gunmen ran up behind them and shot them at close range. Despite the efforts of doctors from a nearby surgery who rushed to their aid, both officers died at the scene. Both men were in their 30s and married with young families. John, 34 years old, was from Rich Hill and had three daughters aged 10, 7 and 2. And David, 30 years old, was from Lisburn and had two sons aged 7 and 3. The murders left five young children without their fathers. John and David never had the opportunity to see their children grow up. Detective Superintendent Stephen Wright from Legacy Investigation Branch said shortly before 11.55am on Monday the 16th of June 1997, John and David were on foot patrol in Church Walk when they were shot at close range by two gunmen who ran up behind them. The gunmen, who may have been disguised by wearing wigs, are believed to have made their escape in a green-coloured Rover 216 car, VRM, YIJ2371 that was later found burnt out in Kilwilkie Estate in the town. John and David were young men murdered while serving the local community of Lurgan. I would ask everyone to take a moment to stop and think about that. Murdered for no other reason than they were police officers providing a service to the local community and local people of Lurgan. This is in stark contrast to the terrorists responsible for their brutal murders. My appeal is aimed at local people of Lurgan who were in the area of Church Walk on the day of the murders. I believe that someone must have seen the gunmen before or after the attack or will know who these individuals were. Did you see them making their escape after the attack? Did you see the green-coloured Rover car in the vicinity of Church Walk or being abandoned and set on fire in the Kilwilkie estate. In the years since these brutal murders, circumstances and allegiances may have changed. People's lifestyles change. And I want those who know who was involved that day to search their consciences and come forward. I am appealing to anyone with any knowledge of what happened, whether as a witness or personal involvement, who have not spoken to the police previously to do so now. It is not too late. If anyone feels they are able to talk to us, we are ready to listen. We are appealing for help from the community, who we still believe can help us despite the amount of time which has elapsed. South Lakes Leisure Centre in Craigavon has gained a prestigious leisure industry accreditation, Ama Bambridge and Craigavon Council has revealed. This is the first time the state-of-the-art centre has been awarded the highly sought-after Quest accreditation, which
which demonstrates high standards of good practice and continuous improvement in all aspects of the leisure centre. In order to achieve Quest, South Lakes Leisure Centre went through a rigorous assessment measuring many areas of the centre, including customer experience, cleaning, health and safety, <clears throat> and community engagement. The Lord Mayor of the APC Council, Councillor Paul Greenfield said, this is a fantastic achievement and a real team effort. Quest is much more than a tick box exercise. It is an ongoing program to improve this fantastic facility for both staff and customers, and a great way to demonstrate the centre's ongoing achievements. Quest is the leisure industry's go-to scheme for quality assurance, and the assessment also focused on the leisure centre's recovery from the pandemic and its ongoing COVID-19 security measures. Visit activeabc.com to find out more about what's on offer at South Lake Leisure Centre. Almost 200 people suffering from long COVID are on a waiting list for a first appointment in the Southern Health and Social Care Trust area. Upper Ban MLA Diane Dodds revealed this week that the current waiting time for a first appointment is 36 weeks. And this is the longest waiting time in any of the trusts across Northern Ireland, she said. The Health Minister must do more to ensure that those who are still suffering are being properly cared for. I have written to the Health Minister and to the Chief Executive of the Southern Trust to ascertain how they intend to address the current backlog. The SH and SCT said it launched a dedicated assessment and treatment service for people with post-COVID-19 syndrome in October last year. The service aims to support those with longer-term physical or mental health symptoms lasting more than 12 weeks since infection. A spokesperson said, since it started the one-stop shop, clinic has supported 413 patients referred by their GP or hospital consultant. There are currently 185 patients waiting for a face-to-face -face appointment for the post-COVID-19 service in the Southern Trust. Interim Director of Older People and Primary Care, uh, Brian Beatty, added... Whilst the introduction of this service is very welcome development for those experiencing long-term symptoms from COVID-19, we recognise that there are currently many more people waiting on our support who we would love to be able to see sooner. We continue to work with colleagues regionally to address these challenges to ensure that we can help more people with post-COVID-19 to return to their normal activities and lifestyle. The Trust said the team was currently developing an information pack to support patients waiting to attend an appointment. A personalised service focused on respiratory rehabilitation and dysfunctional breathing is now providing rehabilitation for patients with significant symptoms. Specialist nutrition and dietetic assessment and support is also now established for patients post-COVID-19. Um, plans are currently underway to develop the service further, 
by offering respiratory diagnostic tests, psychology and speech and language therapy support. The team is aiming to develop specialised support for the many patients who are reporting fatigue as a main symptom. They also hope to offer rehabilitation support to patients discharged from critical care, both with COVID-19 and non-COVID-19 symptoms. If you suspect you have post-COVID-19 syndrome, please contact your GP or hospital consultant who can organise referral. The Department of Health, meanwhile, said Health Minister Robin Swans recently released a statement on reshaping hospital care and addressing challenges facing the health service, included the pressing need to rebuild and expand capacity to reduce waiting times and better meet patients' needs. This will mean changing how we do some things, a spokesperson said. And yes, that will include reorganising how some services are provided to create more centres of excellence able to deliver the quality and scale of services people need. The design plan will build on clinically-led service reviews, public consultations and the strategies already in place, our building blocks for the future. Appleban MLA Diane Dodds has urged action to address what she called a crisis in audiology services that were vital for so many people. The DUP's Mrs Dodds said that during a recent visit to Specsavers in Rushmere, she was made aware of pressures mounting in the provision of audiology services. There is an increased backlog in waiting lists for audiology services in the community, including earwax removal and hearing aid fittings, she said. Whilst it is commendable that Specsavers and other private companies are stepping up to offer these services, our health trusts must do more. I have written questions to the Health Minister to ask how he and his department intend to address the backlog and waiting list for hearing aids and earwax removal. A series of private hearings with patients and families is being held by the Chair of the Urology Services Inquiry, which started this week. Chairperson Christine Smith said that in advance of the formal opening of the inquiry in November, she is holding the private hearings to learn firsthand about their experiences with the Southern Health and Social Care Trust. The hearings, which were held on Tuesday, 21st of June, through to Thursday, 23rd of June, were held in private to protect patients' privacy, with redacted transcripts being made available in the inquiry website, ensuring that patients' details cannot be identified. Public hearings will be held in November, when the inquiry officially opens with the team calling evidence from employees and former employees of the Trust, the Department of Health and Mr Aidan O'Brien, former consultant urologist at the Trust. Established to review the Southern Health and Social Care Trust's handling of urology services prior to May 2020, Chair Christine Smith has personally written to those patients and families that the inquiry has identified as having had treatment that met, met the threshold for a serious adverse incident, inviting them to inform the inquiry about their experiences. Christine Smith said, while the work of the inquiry is focused on issues and systems of governance concerning the Southern Health and Social Care Trust, behind those issues are patients and families who were adversely affected by the treatment that they received from the Trust. 
The inquiry expects to make recommendations which it concludes gathering all when it concludes gathering all its evidence which if accepted will positively impact patient safety. It is important therefore that our work is informed by patient experience and that patients and families have an opportunity to tell the inquiry about their experiences and that we have an opportunity to listen to them. I would once again urge anyone who wishes the inquiry to know about what happened to them or their family member to contact our team. And I would like to assure any witnesses who engage with the inquiry that they will be treated sensitively throughout the process. Anyone who wishes to inform the inquiry of their experiences can do so by downloading a questionnaire from www.urologyservicesinquiry.org.uk. A copy can also be accessed by telephoning 02890251141 and giving the team a name and address. Macquarie Parish and St Saviour's Dorringstown have won praise for hosting a fantastic community fun day on Saturday. It came from Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart, who said more than 1,000 people attended the event. Credit also to Dollingstown Football Club for opening up their fantastic grounds to host this event, Miss Lockhart added. A huge well done to the organisers from the local churches and all the volunteers who helped to make this happen. It truly was a great day enjoyed by all. The second RSPBA major competition of the season, the United Kingdom Pipe Band Championship, took place recently in the expansive Lurgan Park. The big result of the day had to be Field Marshal Montgomery taking the Grade 1 title, bringing to an end the band's longest run without uh, an RSPBA major title win. They had a two-point winning margin over Inverary and District, who won the drumming. Other local bands to lift titles were Rivara, Grade 2, Clocher and District, Grade 3A, McNeilstown, Grade 3A drumming, Ocheran, Grade 3B drumming, Kildoag, Band and drumming, Serla, Grade 4B drumming, and Down Academy, Novice Juvenile B drumming. The adult drum major final, which was played off in two three-person legs, was undertaken at a significantly faster pace than expected by competitors, adjudicators, and spectators alike. The band was brought to the band that was brought to play for the final, by virtue of their proximity to the area, having just competed in Grade 3A, was the Highlanders, four Scots. It just so happened that they played their tunes at traditional army speed, which was much faster than what the drum majors were used to, and having run the first leg of the final at that rate, the second leg had to remain the same. In fairness to the six competitors, they all seemed to adopt their performances, and Jason Price was declared the winner. Uh, Lewis Anderson won the juvenile title, and Jorga Turkington the junior. Lurgan's Jethro Centre is to play host on Saturday, June the 25th, that's this week, to a fundraising event for Ukrainians in need. 
organized by the Ukrainian community in support of refugees, the event will feature Ukrainian music, song and dance in a concert performed in English and Ukrainian languages. There will be a craft market, kids' workshop and photo zone in Ukrainian style. There will also be traditional Ukrainian food and an ex exhibition of Ukrainian souvenirs and family relics. The event takes place at the Jethro Centre in Flush Place in Lurgan from 6pm. That's Saturday the 25th of June. Everyone welcome. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Michaels for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Patricia and William. Our technician was William. And reading with me this week were Carol, John, Patricia and Nathan. From the newsroom at the Old Manse, this is Roberta signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet and memory stick. Sound News is a Craigavon Talking Newspaper production.